Hey everyone, welcome to the Blessed Hope Podcast. I'm your host, JL, and today we're talking about running the good race that Christ called us to. But we're also talking about some of the obstacles you might face while you are running that race. And once again, this is the Blessed Hope Podcast. I'm your host, JL. I am very excited about today's episode, but I do need to premise off right from the very beginning that today is a sobering episode, but it's a powerful episode. So those kind of three questions I asked right at the very beginning. Have you ever wanted to give up due to the daily struggles of life? Or maybe you're wondering if the struggles are even worth it, or no one really cares about how my life is going. Well, these are three questions that we're finding out more and more Christians are having. And the reason why they're having these questions is because they're actually not realizing that this is something that was to be expected. We, during the closer we got to the, we get to the end, the more this is going to be prevalent. However, this is also why it is mentioned time, time again, to encourage one another daily. This is the reason why we actually started the Blessed Hope podcast. So, Today, we're going to be kind of really jumping right back to the beginning, and I want to go over real quick with Titus 2, and starting at verse 11, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people of his own possession, zealous for good deeds. These things speak and exhort and approve, reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Well, that is what our entire podcast is about in just notifying y'all of going, hey, these are the things that Christians need to be aware of, but encouraging one another as we get closer to our blessed hope coming back for us. Yet, I, I've been finding out that there are more and more Christians that are weary from the things that are going on. And I'm telling you now, guys, that's okay. We're going to get weary. We're going to get tired. But as I was telling some people in the Bible study um, that, that I, I go to locally, that a lot of people are getting tired of prophecy. And then you have another group of people that are being tired of the, just hearing the gospel message that they want to hear the other, they want to hear prophecy. Well, the other side, they're getting tired and they're wondering, is it even worth it? Well, I'm here to tell you guys, the antidote for prophecy fatigue is sharing the gospel. The motivation to share the gospel is prophecy. And that's why these things are so connected together. James chapter 5 verse 7 states, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and late rains. The same thing goes. The Lord is waiting and he is going to be patient until the time is right for his return. Now, when I'm talking about return, I'm not talking about the second coming. There are still seven years that are needed for Daniel chapter 9 to be fulfilled. And you might be wondering if you're brand new to the faith, or maybe you've been a believer for years, but you've never even heard any of this. You're going, what are you talking about? Well, don't worry. We will be doing the tribulation and going over all that with Revelation soon. However, however, I do want to just state that we're talking about the blessed hope of that rapture, that that sound of the trumpet, that great 
get up here, boom, and that snatching that's going to come, that herpazo. So that is what we we are eagerly awaiting for one day to come as believers. Now, that does not mean that we are not done on this earth right now. As this, uh, the old, one of my favorite old movies I absolutely love, it's called The Longest Day. And in that, there's this one regiment. It's a World War II movie, black and white. And in it, there's this one regiment where they're told that they parachute in and they're supposed to hold this bridge and keep it alive. Or like keep it, keep the structure there, keep it so they're able to, so the allied forces can use it um, and liberate France from Nazi Germany. And he's told, hold until relieved. Hold until relieved. And so throughout the entire movie and the battles and everything that goes on, you hear him remind himself, hold until relieved. Hold until relieved. Guys, today's episode is hold until relieved. We have not been given the okay yet. So we need to stay fast. We got to hold until relieved. So with that, Hebrews 10, let's jump into it and let's see exactly what does Christ mean when he tells us, the church, to hold until relieved. So Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and since we have great uh, have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised faithful, and let us consider how to stimulate one another. Oh, oh, I messed up. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And we can definitely see the day drawing near. However, many Christians are very afraid to talk about it. However, guys, that's one of our greatest hopes is knowing that he's coming back, knowing that he is going to redeem us 100%. He spiritually has done it, but we're going to get a new body. We're going to get a new new set of lungs, a new set of legs, a new set. I mean, whatever issue you're having, if you're saved and that trumpet sound, boom, it's a good day. It's a good day. However, until then, we need to be, verse 28, not forsaking our own assembly. Well, that means going to church, getting together as the church, because we are the church. It's not a building, it's us, as is the habit of some. So there are some people who forget, but encouraging one another. So we need to be encouraging one another and listening and helping one another, encouraging, listen to your brothers and sisters in Christ and go, okay, what can I do to help you? And all the more as you see the day drawing near. So what does that mean? We need to be looking as we see the day drawing near. But how do we know that? How do we know? Well, as we're going to find out, God does a great job in his word describing for us how to encourage one another and hold until relieved, but also giving us hints on how that day is coming. So with that, let's go and jump into that idea and how that comes about.
remember, if you ever want to reach out to the Blessed Hope podcast, you can. All you have to do is email the Blessed Hope podcast at gmail.com, the Blessed Hope podcast at gmail.com. This is your area to send us comments, concerns, questions, or maybe you just want to say hi. You can also follow us on Twitter for daily updates at John Luke T, at John Luke T. And with that said, let's get back to the episode. If you ever do get questions please 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 email us and write us at twitter or write to us at twitter follow us on twitter we'd love to be able to hear from you and just get a better uh, understanding on where you are in your own faith and in any way that we're able to help encourage you we, we absolutely love that so please definitely write to us and now with that i do want to jump back into this to get the ball rolling we need to be jumping at this and understanding that the time is coming quickly. And how do we know that? Well, go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 5. But realize this, that in the last days difficult times will come, for the men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious, gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of ungodliness, although they are denied, or holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. Well, so this here shows us two things. One, it gives us a daily tactical understanding of what a Christian should be doing, but also it's a sign. If you see this, know that the day is coming. And well, guys, we're seeing this. I mean, I'm looking at this list and I'm going, oh my goodness, this is crazy. The, the, this is the daily news. I mean, this is literally what we see all the time. And you want to point out two things though. Verse four and verse five have, well, let's just read it. Treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. We'll start there. That, if you are in the United States, I cannot stress enough that that is pretty much everything being pushed on us to be treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I mean, it is all about now and worry about the consequences later. I cannot stress enough that that is what we're seeing. We need to be running from it. However, verse five, we're starting to see something that this is the scary one holding to a form of godliness although they have denied its power guys this is what we are seeing everywhere people holding to a form of godliness but denying that jesus christ is the way there are pastors out there there are missionaries out there there are other podcasts out there, not this one, but there are other podcasts out there. There are other Bible teachers, or they call themselves Bible teachers, and they are denying the power of Jesus Christ, for he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. No one goes to the Father except through him. No one is found righteous except through him. And I'm telling you right now, if anyone denies the Father, he will deny. If anyone denies that he sent the Son, He will deny. So please, 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 please remember, don't deny the son because it'll be bad. It'll be very, very bad for you.
Now, as believers, as, as someone who's listening to the word and reading the word, we see this. We see the, the, this, this really detailed description. We start seeing, oh, verse 2. Men, lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant. Oh, what? I mean, they're going to be ungrateful, unholy, unloving. Well, they're going to have without control. They're going to be brutal, haters of good. Well, I mean, this is what we're seeing now. But then some people might be telling you, well, we see it all the time. Well, yeah, but it's gotten a lot worse. And it's gotten to a point where it's 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 revving up. It's getting much, much worse. And yet, what does the Lord tell us to do? We're supposed to hold until relieved. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I saw solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is a judge, the living of the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I've kept the faith. Now you might be wondering, well, why? Was verse 6 and 7 added to this when talking about for us? Well, Paul is writing his last letter, 2 Timothy. I mean, he's really just pouring out his heart to Timothy. He is saying, for I am already being poured out. He he knows his days are numbered. He's going to die. And yet he's saying, fight. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. He's saying the same thing for us as an example. So what should we be doing? Fight the good fight. Stand up for the weak. Stand up for the helpless. Stand up for Christ. For I can guarantee you he's not weak and he's not helpless. But we need to stand up for our our King, our Messiah, our Savior. And he says, I have finished the course. Well, what course is he talking about? Well, that's verses 1 through 5. I have kept the faith. And what faith is that? That faith is in Jesus Christ. He has not lost is assurance. I mean, Paul wanted to be part of the rapture terribly bad. And yet, that was not for him. That was not for him. So, as we move forward, we need to understand when we hear the words, hold until relieved. Well, I'm here to tell you guys, hold until relieved. Preach the word. Tell others about Christ. And with that, I want to take a quick break. And let's listen to Today's Bible Bible verse for the podcast. Today's podcast Bible verse is James 1.5. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And continuing on with our podcast episode, going over on how to run that race, how to understand why we're running this, to hold until relieved, we're going to go to jump to Mark chapter 13, verse 9. 
But be on your guard, for they will deliver you to the courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues, and you will stand before the governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. Guys, this is already happening all around the world. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you are hearing this and you're in another country, I just want to tell you right now, we are praying for you and we we love you and we are here for you. Keep up the good fight and love and spread the word and let people know the glorious King, Jesus Christ, is coming back one day. But he is the only way, the truth, and the life. He is our Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the maker of all things. It can only happen through him. And guys, gals, if you're out there, just know that your brothers and sisters are praying for you. If you are a believer in the United States, this is coming. It is only getting worse. The the, the temperature is being set up on us. But you know what? Let us be a testimony for them. Let us be able to go before the governors, the kings, and, and go before the, 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 the public and let them know going, hey, hate us. We stand with Christ. We, we, we're going to go by what he says. And that's all we have to do. And that's what we're going to do. And if you don't understand, I'm going to let you know right now, that's happening. BBC News reports the Christian persecution is at near genocide levels. This is for 2019 alone. So they found out that Christians were the most persecuted religious group to be found. And the reason why that it's not being brought up It's actually, I'm going to quote from the article itself. Mr. Hunt said he felt the political correctness had played a part in the issue not being confronted. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Mr. Hunt, I think you might be correct. Because guess what? That's exactly one of the reasons why we are not getting what we need. So, we're finding out that, and I quote from the article once again. Evidence shows not only the geographic spread of anti-Christian persecution, but also its increasing severity. Guys, I'm going to end the quote there. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. We need to be ready. But that does not mean that we have to go put our heads in the sand and hope and pray like, oh, we're going to go bury and get ready to go. No, nonsense. The exact opposite. I'm going to take you back to Hebrews chapter 10, as we were just discussing. Remember... Let us draw, or verse 22, let us draw near with a sincere heart, with full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but the encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Guys, nowhere did I see in there. Have a bunker, go and hide, stay in your little group. No, it was go out, have our assemblies, have our church time, go out, love one another, encourage one another as we see the day drawing near. And why do we do that? Why do we run the good race? Well, it's because there's an actual doctrine with it. Because something's going to happen. That's called the Bema seat. Some of you might be wondering right now, what are you talking about, this Bema seat? Well, both... In Romans chapter 14 and uh, Romans chapter 14:10, which it states, 
But you who eat vegetables only, why do you judge your brother or sister? And you who eat everything, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. He's not talking about, oh, have you been good? Um, let's, uh, let's see if your good outweighs your bad. No, nonsense. If you're a Christian, you are saved. You're going to heaven. What he's talking about here is a measurement to see what you are going to get. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. So then, whether we are alive or away, we make it our ambition to please Him. And that's why. It's because of, we want to speak this judgment seat. It's called the bima. Well, that's a Greek word. And it's actually used kind of in a cool way for a competitor. So, um, I'm quoting from the Bible.org. Um, yeah, I think their description actually fits pretty well. So, this quote, this word was taken from the Ismian games where the contestants would compete for the prize under the careful scrutiny of judges who would make sure that every rule of the contest was obeyed. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, which states, if I can get it to come up, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he will not be crowned as the winner unless he competes according to the rules. The victor of a given event who participated according to the rules was led by the judge to the platform called the Bima. There the laurel wreath was placed on his head as a symbol of victory. Chapter or 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 25. Do you know that all the runners in a stadium compete, but only one receives the prize? So run to win. Each competitor must exercise self-control in everything they do to receive a perishable crown. But we... Uh, but we in an imperishable one. So you might be wondering, okay, what is this all talking about? What I'm talking about is we're going to be judged one day. We're going to be judged. There are two seats that are, there are two judgments that are coming. One called the Bema seat where our deeds will be measured as believers. And it'll be a time of rewards. Whereas there'll be another one called the great white throne judgment that happens later and that is for all non-believers, and they will be judged and then cast into the lake of fire. So, as for us, the bema seat—that's a time where we need to we we need to be ready to roll. So live for Christ now. Be going at a hundred percent. So when that bema seat comes, comes, you can be well done, my good and faithful servant. Awesome job. And and not why did you sit in a bunker and not tell anyone about me? That's the last thing we need to be doing. Why did you just sit and you go, woe is me, and you didn't get into the word? You didn't You didn't want to read my love letter to you, the Bible. You just want to sit there and complain. Don't be that Christian. Don't be that one where you're getting in and you smell of smoke because you basically barely got in. Don't be that Christian where one day when the Bema Seed happens, other people are shocked to see you. They go, wait, you're, you were a Christian? I saw the way you were acting. I never thought you were a Christian. That's why I kept trying to witness to you. In actuality, someone there, there are many people out there who claim to be Christians and they're not, but there are many people who claim to be Christians but are not acting as, as a Christian, but they might be a Christian. So I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 25 one more time. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They do 
They, they then do it to receive a perishable wreath. But we are imperishable. So guys, we are imperishable. So uh, we have the Lord as our reward. But don't just take my word on this. Look at the actions of others around us. One person, I'm going to quote him. His name was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And I love this quote from him. Cheap grace is preaching forgiveness without requiring repentance. Baptism without church discipline. Communion without confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross. Grace without Jesus Christ. Living and incarnate. Guys, I cannot stress enough that we need to be living for the Lord. We need to be living as if the day is about to be here, which it is. So we need to be going out and telling others about the Lord. We need to be going out explaining that our God is great. Our God is good. He loves you. We need to be going out and living for him. People need to look at us and go, whoa, whoa, what is so different about them? I love the, the chorus line in the Newsboys song, Shine, where they say, shine. For they wonder what you got, and they wish that they had some. And I'm telling you right now, that's the way it is for us. We need to be shining for the Lord, where other people see us and they go, whoa, who are they? What This is horrible news, and yet they're acting completely fine. I mean, they're not, they're, they're, you could tell they're distressed, but there's like this, this, something good about them. What's going on? They have hope. And yet, they, even though this is bad. So guys, this is how we need to be in everything we do. That does not mean we're not going to have times of grief. That does not mean we're going to have times of sorrow and, and of just horrible, horrible pain. No, nonsense. We will. We're going to have suffering in this world. But that does not mean we lose focus on who Christ is and who Christ wants for us to be. We need to stand firm on him. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses or 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 7 through 11. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us, called us with holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death, brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. Guys, I'm going to go back to verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, or of me, his prisoner. So don't be ashamed of believers around you who are actively going out and being that testimony for our Lord. They, they, they don't have a spirit of, of being timid. They don't have this, they're, they're not worried about it. Nonsense. You need to be going out. You're going to make mistakes. You guys have already heard that about a hundred times on this podcast. I make mistakes, but I've gotten to a point. Well, you know what? I'm not going to have a spirit of timidity. I'm not going to be timid. I mean, I'm probably even saying the word wrong, but I'm telling you now, I'm not going to do it. We're going to stand firm for Christ. We're going to be, we're going to be excited. We're going to laugh when we make 
um, silly when we make ourselves look silly. Oh, that's okay. I don't mind. I'm going to do it for Christ. Same thing for you guys. Go out and do that. Have a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. So how do we know his purpose and grace? Well, we have to be in his word. You have to be knowing what he wants. Many people say, oh, the Lord's calling me to do this. And yet we know from the Bible what that person believes they're being called to do is completely inaccurate. It's unbiblical. I find it funny when people say, I'm being called to get a divorce. No, you're not. You're being called to get back in there and work on your marriage. You're being called to get back in there and work with the person you want to give up on. There, I've heard other people get over there and say, well, I've been called to, to go do X, Y, and Z. And I'm sitting there looking at them and I'm going, really? Have you actually sat and prayed about this at all? And they're like, well, I, I've, 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 I've really have thought a lot about it. And I'm like, well, you should probably be praying about it. You should be taking it to the Lord, be taking it to scripture, asking other believers to tell you and, and or to, to ask them to pray for you and, and then tell them to tell you what they think the Lord's telling them to tell you. So whatever you do, we need to be doing that. However, I do need to make a, we're going to start wrapping this up. Hopefully today you guys understand that today's episode is all about hold until relieved. We have not been relieved yet. You'll know when that day comes. Either A, you'll be promoted on an individual basis, which you'll die, or You'll be promoted on a group basis with that rapture. Either way, it's a good day because when it's our time to go, it's our time to go either with a trumpet or on an individual basis. I had a friend who he was, there was a chance that he was going to pass away. And so he had found out he had some bad news. And and so I I had asked him, I was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And I, I thought it was funny. I liked his answer. He told me, he goes, well, to die for my Lord is a personal promotion and it'll be my own personal little welcoming party. So if I'm not able to be here for the rapture, then guess what? I get my own personal welcome party. And I kind of chuckled and I went, you know, Hey, you got a good point. Well, needless to say, he's still on earth. So we'll see how it goes. He, he, he might be in, in the group uh, promotion yet. I digress. See, and this goes back to that moment of, hey, we're all going to be raw at telling this. We're all going to be doing this. But let's keep moving forward. So I do want to point out one final thing for us listening. If you're a believer and you're hearing, you're listening, you're going, yeah, but things you don't understand. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, I might not understand. However, Christ does. Take it to him. And pray going, Lord, put a believer in my life who will help me with this. Help me understand. So with that said, let's pray. Then after that, I got a couple things I want to talk about. Then the episode. Dear Father, holy, holy, holy are you, O God. Right now, I just want to pray for the believer, the listener out there, Lord, the believer who's just going, God, it's just too hard. I can't do it. Lord, let them know that your yoke is easy and you're willing to help. You can lift up the burdens and you can pick it all up and you can hold the burdens, you can hold them all in your arms. 
Lord, I just pray that the, the, the believer, the listener right now who's, who's listening and going, Lord, let them know that they have a more intimate love with you than they could ever have with anyone else on this planet, that you are there for them. But Lord, let us not lose our sight on what you have us set here to do on this earth right now. And that is to hold until relieved. Help us, Lord, with that. Help me with that, Lord, to teach me to be better at to hold until relieved and them as well. For the believer out there, Lord, I don't know what they're going through, but I ask that you help them so they will be able to hold until relieved. They will have you as their focal point as they run this good race. They can keep their eyes focused on you. Lord, please, we ask for encouragement. We ask for wisdom and discernment on know how to properly hold and relieve until relieved. So, Lord, we praise you and we thank you. We ask this all in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, if you are a non-believer, I have a quick little comment for you. And if you're a believer, you should probably listen to this as well, just because it gives you a good way of being able to understand how you need to be able to have this conversation with someone. So with that, let's jump into the final closing remarks of today's episode. Okay, so if you are a non-believer, you've been listening to this whole episode, I just want to say thank you so much. But listening to this episode, listening to the all the episodes will get you nowhere. If you're a non-believer, you are someone who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior, guess what? I can tell you right now where you're going, and it's not good. It's the eternal lake of fire. However, our God, our Lord Jesus Christ, has personally died for you. And there's a simple way for you to be saved. And I like the ABCs because it's simple. So if you're a believer, take down these notes, and this is the best way to be able to witness to a person to let them know how they may be saved. So you need to admit that you're a sinner. So if you're a non-believer right now and you're being convicted, admit that you're a sinner because we've all sinned. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if you are someone out here who says, well, I'm a good person. I've, I've dealt with these issues in my life. I, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. Well, actually, no, you're not. Jesus says it right there. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, we also know from James 2.10, for whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble to one point is guilty of it all. So what we know now is everyone's guilty. Everyone has fallen short. Well, we can keep going. Romans 3.10. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Well, we know that. So everyone's guilty. Everyone has stumbled. And no one's righteous. Well, we can keep going. Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, guys, right there, those verses clearly state that you are a sinner. You need Jesus Christ. Going to sacraments, being a good person, volunteering time, being friendly, being a, 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 a wonderful non-believer is still a horrible non-believer because you are a sinner. Some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life have been non-believers. And yet I pray for their salvation every day. So, if you are a non-believer, if you are not a person who has admitted that you have sinned, 
and that it is on you that you have sinned. No one forced you that it was you who willfully did it. Well, and guess what? I'm going to reread it. First John 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Not some, but all. Now it goes, that's the A. We go to the B. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If you haven't noticed yet, this is John 3.16. And we're going to throw on 17. But whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Well, guess what? He saved the world. If you're willing to, to, to accept him, then guess what? He did it for you. Mark chapter 1 verse 15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Acts chapter 9, 19, verse 4. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. Amen. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved in you and your household. So, wow, if you're saved, guess what? There are people in your household who might also start realizing this and they themselves might go and acknowledge their sin and be saved. 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. And this is his commandments that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandments. That's another one of those hold until relieved ones. We need to believe in the name of Jesus Christ and love one another. Hold until relieved. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of your works, lest anyone should boast. Guys, that is 100% probably the hardest thing for Americans to understand. There is nothing that you can do. There are many Europeans out there who believe going to mass and, 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 and the sacraments. Absolutely not. It does not do anything. I, I, I find it ironic when people do Lent. Well, guess what? That has nothing to help you be saved. Absolutely nothing. We've done A, we've done B, now let's jump to C. This is confess Christ publicly. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not of the I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for anyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Well, and just I'm just gonna point out real quick, the Greek, he's talking about Gentiles. Pretty much everyone listening. If you are a Jew, well guess what? This is for you as well. You are not saved just because you are a Jew. You are saved through Jesus Christ. If you are a Gentile, you are not saved. Because he loved the whole world. You are saved because he did it personally for you. And you must recognize it and accept it and confess it. So guys, it's all about acknowledging we are sinners. Believing that he is that perfect righteousness. And that he died and rose again. And confessing it with our mouth. And then at that point, doing the 180, the turn and living for him. As James would write, I will show you my faith by my works. Works can get you there. However, our faith 
will be shown through our works. People will know that you're a believer based off of your works and how you act. All you need to do, if you've got questions on that, go back and listen to our Armor of God series. Every piece of armor is there to show that you are a believer. It is not just there to guard you and to protect you, but it's to help identify other believers on the battlefield as we hold until relieved. Guys, I am just, my heart goes out to you if you're a non-believer right now. Don't, don't leave here today without accepting Jesus. If you do have questions, remember you can reach us at the blessed hope podcast at gmail.com, the blessed hope podcast at the gmail.com. If you do become saved and, or maybe not, if you just got questions, let us know. If you did become saved today, reach out to us. We will help you find a church. We will help you. We will help you get connected with other believers. We will help answer your questions. We will get you a Bible. We'll do whatever we have to help you to get you on the path running the good race. So with that said, we got one real quick little admin thing I want to discuss. Yet, let's pray. If you are right now wondering, Lord, if this is for me, then let's pray. If you're wanting to accept him, pray this prayer. Dear Father, Jesus, God. I'm a sinner. I messed up bad. And I've been messing up since day one. I ask right now that you would forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe you lived a perfect life. And that you rose again on the third day. And you now live and you sit on the right hand of God the Father, Lord. I accept it, Lord. And I want to just tell you right now and, and, and say I love you and thank you. And please forgive me and remember me. And Lord, help me be able to live for you, oh God. And teach me, show me. And, and I accept it. And I ask for your spirit to be with me and to teach me, oh Lord. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. It's a simple prayer, but it's the best thing you could ever do. So with that, we got one little quick admin thing that I want to discuss. And then with our final part of the closing remarks. Okay, everyone. Well... This is the Blessed Hope Podcast. I'm your host, JL. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope today was an encouragement for you, mainly because a lot of people don't realize how much living for the Lord can also be hard living outside of his kingdom with just him and glory being there. We're living in occupied territory. We're living in an area that is not where we'd rather be. So I understand that. I do want to point out that you're probably wondering about why this episode happened on Wednesday. I just want to say we're moving into Wednesday, guys. So from now on, you can expect the Blessed Hope podcast episode to publish on Wednesday. However, the main reason why is because we wanted to make sure we're giving out the best quality work for you guys. And Wednesday just fits better throughout the week. And we want to make sure that you have something halfway through the week because hopefully you're going to church. And so you got something halfway through the week you can also listen to while you're driving to work or you're coming, going, wherever you're doing, whatever you're doing with your busy life, that you'll have that. So please share us, get the word out there about the blessed hope, but more importantly, get the word out there about the blessed hope, Jesus Christ, for he is our God. He is our King. And I am so stoked that we are able to do this for him. 
So with that said, I'm your host, JL. This is the Blessed Hope Podcast. I can't wait to see you guys next week on next week's episode, which we have a very, very, very big surprise for y'all. I can't wait. You're going to love it. It's going to be pretty cool. Pretty cool. So with that, once again, I'll say it again. This is the Blessed Hope Podcast. I'm your host, JL. And hey, we'll catch you next time. Remember, if you ever want to reach out to the Blessed Hope Podcast, you can. All you have to do is email the Blessed Hope Podcast at gmail.com, the Blessed Hope Podcast at gmail.com. This is your area to send us comments, concerns, questions, or maybe you just want to say hi. You can also follow us on Twitter for daily updates at John Luke T, at John Luke T. And with that said, let's get back to the episode.